welcome to the Breaking Wax Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Breaking Wax Podcast. I'm Don, and this week, this is episode 48. Yep, 48. And uh, this week, I have John, who goes by Trees, T-R-E-E-S-3-C-S on Instagram. That's right. Yes, that is correct. It's kind but, of a little then, play on it. Um, the three C's were comics, cards, and collectibles. Nice. And I realized three C's come into play with diamonds if you're married. So uh, now I kind of feel like people might think I'm only like a gem 10 diamond um, now that I've learned that term, but that's not the case <laughs> at all. And and you had a, you have a personal account too, right? Yes, I do have a personal account. Um, that's basically for family and friends um, and post high school athletes uh, or players that I've coached really. Um, nice. Not a big social media uh user don't never had facebook never got into the myspace uh, it was really just keep up with the times that the the kids i'm around and coaching right right <laughs> what i you know i appreciate you coming on this week um i, I we met through instagram right um I yeah, think, yeah, uh, yeah i think you listen to the podcast so i'm very i'm very appreciative of that i'm thankful for that um i'm glad you're able to come on I know I was like, come on. And you're like, why me? And I was like, why not? You know? Yeah. I, well, it was come on. And then I figured like, maybe you'd run out of content and like, yeah, I need some guys like to fill some time, you know, but you've been so good with your time and I know how busy you are. So I was like, I'll, I'll clear everything I got going on right now. Set it. That's the least I can do for you. You know? And, and your team has been great to me, you know? Um, so that, it's been a pleasure. It's humbling, you know, and to be asked first pod, my first appearance. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. It's not my team. It's just friends. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I yeah think, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah, your yeah. friends. It's your squad. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, uh, I, I think it's cool. Like, you know, we talked about briefly before we're recording, like if, uh, I don't know, I'm just a big believer in like helping out no matter what, even if it's something small, you know what I mean? Uh, and if you're not like trying to improve other people, um, or help them along the way. It's kind of like, what are you, what are you doing? You know what I mean? It, it, it can't right. just, especially nowadays, it's like everything can't just be about me, me, me. And like, what have you done for me lately? Like, I think it's nice to be like, what can I do for you? Or how can I help? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like separate to the podcast, but even <clears throat> my last unit when I was leaving, you know, uh, I was, I was in charge of the unit and, uh, and our captain was like, Don, you have, do you have anything to say? Um, you, have, you know, like basically I had to give a speech and, and she was like, what, you know, like what's your greatest accomplishment here? And I was like, Oh, well, that's easy. It's the, my greatest accomplishment. It's not mine at all. It's just everybody here. So like my last unit, every single person either like got a degree enrolled in college or they all promoted or like if they wanted to apply for like a specialty program we made sure that they got into that program and that was like i was the most proud of that because to me it's like if people are improving personally and professionally it just makes the coast guard a better place and that's what i want ultimately like, like i'm at the end of my career so it's like at least my coast guard career and it's like i just feel like making it a better place for everyone is is a good thing you know what i mean that's fair um, yeah yeah but uh <laughs> trying to do that trying to do the uh similar act here in fort lauderdale where uh tensions are high and 
just trying to keep a good vibe around people, you know. Um, yeah. Parenting's tough around here, traffic's terrible. If I can give my good juice to anybody I'm around, um, that's all I'm trying to do, that's for sure. Right. And you said, uh, we we're talking briefly, you're, so you're coaching uh, JV at St. Tom, St. Thomas Aquinas, right? Yes, yes. That's uh, locally here in Fort Lauderdale, South Florida. Um, luckily for me, it's close. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's maybe 14, 15 years of coaching already. Oh, wow. Um, working my way up. Yeah. Um, starting as position coach, uh, coach pretty much every position other than O-line and QBs. Right. Uh, now I currently am the assistant head coach and defensive coordinator. Um, and at a place like that, you get to cross paths with some really cool people and, and, and great players, um, Right. Most recently, you know, the, the varsity D coordinator was Jason Taylor. So to be able to chalk it, you know, cut it up and, and hit the chalkboard with JT and see what he thinks about, you know, the, the next guys coming up and your thoughts is pretty cool. Um, another guys like Sam Madison, especially local guys growing up down here. Um, yeah. A lot, a lot of these guys retire here now, so their kids end up there as well. So uh, we get a lot of guys. Um, most recently, that- I felt super old when I had Asante Samuel Jr. And I was like, <laughs> bro, you, your dad was one of my favorite players. Like, now you're starting right, to make right. it. Now I'm starting to feel a little older, coaches. Yeah. Yeah. And for people that don't know, uh, St. Thomas is a perennial powerhouse in Florida. Um, you know, there's always that debate between Texas and Florida football. I'm a Florida guy. I uh, feel like Florida has dominated. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> But, but yeah, that's crazy. So, J- you said Jason Taylor. Is that Miami Dolphins defense, defensive end Jason Taylor or different Jason Taylor? Yeah, yeah, J- Jason Taylor, yeah. Um, I had the, uh, the, the pleasure of coaching both his kids, who were great. One was a tight end, so D was always going against them. He's currently now at LSU. Um, his, his older son was a DB, another great guy. Uh, he's playing ball out west. Um the kids shoot everywhere. It's hard to it's hard to even keep up anymore. You know, sometimes I right, look at right. rosters and I'm like, wow, that kid was here or in the community. Um, had no idea. They're just it's a hotbed, you know, for right, for football right. in general. What uh? So when I was in school, six um, A was the biggest you could be. I know it's changed, right? God, because I haven't been in high school in twenty years. What is St. Thomas? What what classification are they? So it. It goes back and forth, not the classes. I think it goes as high as 8A now. Um, yeah. I want to say our last state title this year, I think I think the last three have all been in 4A or 5A. Right. Um, and that's based off population of school. Right. Um, we choose to play up to some higher populations, especially now with strength of schedule comes into play for mm-hmm. a national title. So, like, it becomes costly trying to find – good teams to play against and unfortunately public schools don't have that luxury I, I make sure i tell people that all the time there's a major perk to private education and a lot oh, of yeah. funding and alumni and the facilities you know i'm sure you know you said you did some scouting at one point you could see the difference in college program oh, and funding and some but even even gosh even like i said 20 years ago when i played ball um I went to public school, so I went to Flagler Palm Coast High School. But I remember even um, a couple of small private schools, and I won't say their names, but even they were like, 
hey, we got this bag of like basketball shoes and and gear. Do you want to come to like an open run, like a scrimmage and play and see if you like it here? And I just remember I was like, no, because they were like small, small schools, private schools. But like, yeah, I can't. Even, so I guess I was just thinking of this. So like with because uh, Florida has school choice. So has that affected your guys's enrollment? at St. Thomas? Like, are you guys getting an influx of people? Cause I imagine people want to come there, but not everyone can start at a school like that. So, no. So, I mean, just across the board and I know this, I can't speak countrywide cause my wife's a teacher across the board here. Um, private education is just at its top to get in right now. Um, right. just because public schools are struggling so bad with teachers. Um, so bad with funding. Um, test scores are down and people are realizing like with the past two and a half years we had, there's been a gap in education and what's the best way to try to speed that up and catch up. It's most likely in private school. So they're having no problem filling seats. And now there's just waiting lists galore. I I would say Um, across the board from, from elementary. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, so I missed that. I didn't realize that. I thought they're that's right. Yeah. yeah, they fall under the archdiocese of Miami, the Catholic yep. archdiocese, which oversees all the Catholic schools here. Um, right. So, yeah, just any private school, whether it's K through eight or nine through twelve, is is definitely enrollments up, and they're they're trying to get in heavy right now. So does a does a school like that do? Um, I'm assuming they do scholarships and stuff. So across the board, the arts archdiocese has a step up program. Um, right. So every school has that opportunity. They get funded right. a certain amount of money. Um, so we don't get any more than somebody else will. Um, and with a product like ours and the brand, um, you don't really have to sell anything. No. Everyone comes knocking at the door because they see, all right, this is the easiest path through. Um, so you don't really have to do any scholarship stuff now. Um, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. The NIL stuff is, we'll see how that creeps. You know what I mean? Maybe high schools, kids get better NIDs coming out. You know, maybe that can help some places out, but that's yeah, that's a whole different ball game. <laughs> I hope you, that doesn't least... creep down into the high school level. Oh, I, I mean – I mean, Maybe, they're getting uh, bags. <laughs> yeah, they are. I mean, the yeah, high school yeah, kids are yeah. getting paid. So I know yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. some friends of ours, their son uh, played, he's playing college baseball, but like uh, he had an agent before he even went to college. Yeah, you so, talked about uh, it on the pod. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> which, which I was shocked because I didn't, I didn't think that was a thing. I thought that like once they were done with high school, then they would sign with agents and do whatever in college. But evidently it started early. But I, I remember, um, so for me, like competing in like serve contests and stuff, that was always the thing with my sports coaches in high school. They were just like, well, even with the surfing, because like you'd win money, but it had to be like scholarship money. It wasn't supposed to go to you. Um, Yeah. But like with surfing, it was like so unregulated, like because it's such a small community, like someone would have to really be out for you to be like, this guy's getting paid or whatever. And then it was like, then all of a sudden people were just getting paid. And then it was always a question of like, was this guy a professional now, even as a teenager, because he's getting yeah. paid or like people are paying for trips. And, but yeah, 
luckily I never had any issues, but, um, but yeah, I can't like the high school kids. I don't know. Like I, so I was very fortunate that the Australian men's national team coach was here. Um, he's coaching a team called the Bay area dragons and him and I were talking, um, with their assistant coach, this guy, Bill, um, last weekend. And I was just like, you know, for me, my, my dream job would be to coach. And I, like, I think professional coaching professionally would be awesome. But at the end of the day, like I was like, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind just being like the weightlifting coach at the high school. And then like the assistant basketball coach. So that way I could like get away for the summers. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I got a buddy that does that actually. <laughs> but we're, but we're talking about like the whole NIL and then the transfer portal thing in college is just a mess. You know, because because it used to be like, if you were a coach, like you, not that you would hold it over someone, but it's like, man, if you don't get your shit together, then you're never gonna play. And like, I need you to do these things, and then maybe you'll play. But now it's like, how, how do you hold anyone accountable? Because they're like, well, I'm not getting playing time. I don't like you, the coach, you personally. Yeah. 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 So it's like, I don't know. I think it's gonna be a mess. They need to do something about the transfer portal. You know, and. Not that long ago, if you transferred, you sat out a year. So, that, and you know, and that was a big deal because you're losing a whole year of sitting out. No one knows at who one you point, are. No yeah. At one point, it was similar here in high school. I mean, I don't know if you remember in, in the late 1990s, I graduated in 2000. Um, you didn't transfer high schools because you knew next year you were going in, you had to sit out a season. Yep. Um, and I, I want to I'm not too great with time frame, but I, it was probably about – 10 years ago already, maybe six or eight, where they changed that law in the governor's office. And like, you could jump ship right away whenever you want. You could be in a game one week, transfer schools, and, and possibly be in a game the following week, depending upon right. how many quarters you played or whatever. You know what I mean? Right, it's right. mind-boggling. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's there's definitely it's been a shift. I mean, you had like the Tim Tebow rule where the people could homeschool and then pick a place, and then it turned into just full-blown. You can pick anywhere you want to go. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, uh, yeah, I couldn't imagine like even so like I'm a, a huge Florida Gators fan. I even got the shirt on right now, but like got a couple of our guys up there right now. But like our, <laughs> our basketball team is like I talk to my buddy about it all the time. Like it's it's in shambles, basically. Like we don't have any recruits. We're in arguably the best conference in college basketball. And like, it's just a transfer portal. Like we've had like a 75% roster change the last two years and I see no end to it. So it's like, I don't know if we'll ever play in the tournament again, unless, yeah, I don't know. It's been a mess. I agree. I totally agree. <laughs> but yeah, sure. uh, did Chris Rainey go to St. Thomas? Chris Rainey actually went to Lakeland, who is oh, yeah. another very big powerhouse. and. Yep. Like our big rival while I was there, three out of four years, we had to go through Lakeland to get to the States and win it, or Lakeland beat us once and to go to States. So yeah. the Dreadnoughts, um, the Pouncy boys came out of there. Yep. A couple of your Gator yep. boys. Yeah. yeah. Now they're yeah. down here kicking it right around here fishing. <laughs> yeah. It's weird how certain schools have guys that go to certain colleges. Um, yep. But I, but I guess that's a, uh, yeah, Lakeland had a lot of Florida guys. I thought it was interesting. I don't know if I've told this story in the podcast, probably, but like the EYBL was in Virginia when I was there, and I remember. I'm not sure, what that is? So it's like the it's a Nike like travel league. So it's like for for elite 
travel teams for Nike. Oh, elite youth basketball league. Okay, yep. that makes sense. So yep, all yep. the teams that are like that Nike basically funds for travel basketball. It usually has like the top recruits in the country are playing on these teams. Well, they have a circuit where they travel all around the country playing. And then Hampton, Virginia is usually one of the spots. And uh, I remember the one year, like I went to the Jordan brand classic and I was like scouting these player Gator basketball players just on my own accord. Like I just wanted to see them in person. And then, uh, and then two weeks later, it was the EYBL, and I was there with my list of guys, like, watching basketball games. And just I just want to see, like, in person how these high school kids are, right? Because you see the the mixtapes and stuff. and Of course, yeah. And I remember, like, and I always have Florida stuff on. And that was the time, first time I talked to Coach Donovan and, like, the assistant coaches and stuff. But besides that, I remember it was, like, the last day. And I think I was watching Devin Booker, actually, because he had Florida on the list. Really? Um, so he had Florida on the list, and I was like, damn, this kid's not ranked high enough. But anyways, I'm sitting there. This guy walks up to me. He's like, hey, you you work at Florida? And I was like, no, I don't. Why? And he was like, oh, I just, I've just i seen you like around, and you have the Florida stuff on. I was like, yeah, I'm just a fan. I'm like, who are you? And he slapped the business card, and he was a sports agent. And I was like, I thought sports agents weren't supposed to be here, right? And this is 10 yeah. years ago. And he's like... He's like, dude, if you look around, this place is just covered in sports agents. And I was like, oh, I was like, well, why are you asking me if I'm a Florida guy? And he's like, oh, well, that's how it works. He's like, these coaches funnel their players through certain sports agents for when they go to the NBA. So if you want access to them, you have to be tight with the coach or the coaching staff. But it's all like this back ended deal where that. Yeah, know, yeah. Like, that reminds me of uh, of being a homer and a, and a Canes fan um, of that the adidas shoe aau thing that they got into it sounds like that's what you're describing to me um all that and that's kind of what's drawn me away um i'm more of a old 90s basketball guy you know that type of product um i do enjoy basketball i come around for the playoffs i watch that um but it's it's the aau programs and like the lost love for playing for your school to go there to work, you know, just for the freebies um, right. for like the shoes you said. Um, we're seeing it now here in the seven on seven football circuit, which oh, is yeah. crazy. Yeah, you uh, you alluded to something with Reckless uh, a few pods back where, you know, once the, the pads, and, uh, the helmets are on, it's totally different than, than the shirts, you know, paraphrasing. Um, and you got these guys coming out. These kids want to go play for all these seven-on-seven teams that they get all the gear. It's Nike, it's three-stripe life. They think they're great. TikTok, social media is coming into play. And next thing you know, it doesn't translate to the field. And you're like, well, right. I got all this following. You know what I mean? And it, it's it's crazy. You made me think of a piece that I just saw um, that my wife – I don't watch much TV. My wife called me in for uh, HBO Sports. She watches the Brian yep. Gumble. You heard of Overtime Elite? Yep. Yeah, so I hadn't heard of that, and basically it was like why I fell in, fell out of love with youth basketball um, because of that, and I was just mind blown that like one, I'm so locked into sports that I didn't even know that was going on there, but I'm not surprised at all. You know, it's such a money grab, and it was just kind of sad to see like once the kids realized what was going on, you know, it was all smoke and mirrors at first, chefs, all that, and it was like. You could just see the effect it was taking on right. um, 
they were just sold something and, and then give, you know, they're just going to get tossed <laughs> to the next product. Um, yeah. So. I mean, I think that's the one thing that, that people don't realize. And we talked about it a little bit beforehand is like with, when it's a business aspect, you're, you're no longer just a player. Like you're an economy, uh, sort of commodity or an asset. Right. right. Yep. And that's purely all it is. And like when it's a business and winning is the business, if you're not producing, then that's it. You know, you're done. And it's, uh, it's unfortunate, but that, it is what it is. You know, it's like, yeah. and that's what even, um, I just met a kid here the other day. Let me look him up real quick. Uh, this kid, like, you know, I had the knee replacement. Um, I'm in the gym twice a day. Um, it's funny cause we have some teams here training and they're like, have you gone anywhere or done anything? I'm like, nah, man, I'm a routine guy. Like, <laughs> Stick to my routine and that's creature it. I have it. Yep. That's I'm another thing I've, I've noticed with you and a couple of guys. Um, that's what I kind of like about collecting is uh, I found a group that kind of keep me accountable where I'm always trying to keep others accountable. I've, uh, I've mentioned that to a few people, you know, it's nice to see those early morning grinders. Um, yeah. You being, you being in the future though, is kind of messing me up. You're making me not feel like I'm an early morning grinder. <laughs> <laughs> So like I, I have that Jerry Rice mentality. It's like yeah, East Coast is first. Let me be the first one up grinding, you know, because everybody yeah. doesn't have that gene. Um, but now it's like this guy's already been grinding. It's just another oh, yeah. day over there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I laugh because like uh, all my friends that are like on the Apple Watch, you know, I don't know if you know, you can like add people, you know, and they can kind of see what you're doing. They like keep keep you motivated. So like all all my friends wake up to like my day of like my two workouts and everything's done. So it makes me laugh inside, but that's how competitive I am. Cause I'm like, really? no, no. Hey, it's funny you say that because I, I had the Fitbit very early on, um, yeah. the little like wearable when they first came out. And for me, it was like, I'm a tracker, I'm competing. All right. Next yep. day. Can I beat that? Um, and then I had some people are like, Oh, you know, let's follow along. And I kind of start feeling bad because it's like, man, how'd you get this many steps? And I'm like, yep. Well, I move, I grind, you know what I mean? Right, right, and it was right. like, this is not what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to show you up here. You know, I'm, I'm trying to achieve my personal goals. But now you bringing that up, um, it makes me want to get an Apple Watch maybe a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh, to, uh, to keep pushing. That's kind of why I, I work out with the young kids. Keeps you young, yeah. humble. <laughs> I, I have a problem. Like, and my wife knows. I'm like, I'm, I'm so competitive. It's ridiculous. Like, I... Like I, if I look at my watch and I can see other people where they're at and I know I'm crushing them for the day, it gives me satisfaction. Like I have a problem, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I think I, that's great. And if I looked at it and you were like beating me, I'd be like, well, I guess I'm gonna go to the gym tonight and see <laughs> and see what's going. Even though like I think that's great. Are, they're completely oblivious to how ridiculous I am, but in my mind, it's always happening. That's like uh, I was telling, I was like, so I was at the gym. And uh, I don't lift heavy anymore, you know, because I'm always lifting by myself. And it's a, uh, there's a couple younger military guys here now and then, right? And uh, I was benching and like, I wasn't doing a lot. But then I noticed this guy got on, younger guy got on and like, did like 275. And I was like, this son of a bitch, like, <laughs> and, like he, he's completely oblivious to me, but I'm just like, ugh. I you had you. to go for it though, right? So then I... It was like the next day he was on the incline, which was like right next to the flat bench. So I was like, you know what? Here we go. So 
I noticed he did 275 like two times. And then I was like, I did my warm up and I put 275 on. I was like, hey, uh, you mind spotting me? And he's like, yeah, how, how many are you going for? I was like, I don't know, maybe four. And I think I did it like 10 <laughs> times. And he was just like, uh, I don't think you needed a spot. And I was like, well, I, I don't lift heavy, so I have no idea. I don't know the last time I did 275 for reps. So um, thanks, though. And I just racked it and walked yeah. away. And I, I like. I see some of the um, the weight your your buddies are are putting up, and I'll I'll DM and I'm like, bro, you're just making my shoulders hurt. Like, <laughs> I'm oh, on yeah. resistance resistance band TV12. I call myself the Tin Man. Being in the oil and gas industry, it's funny. It's like, can I just not do the warm up I do just to get moving in the morning and just come in here, you know, and put it in like the Tin Man? But yep, um, yep. It's not for everybody, and that's kind of why I, I like it. That's for sure. Um, well, and now that it's, it. now that it's routine, be careful with that Peloton too. Cause, uh, I've, I've found from someone telling me cycling can be one of the most addictive things. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I'm finding, even though I'm not crushing it on there, I use it just to get the blood flowing. Um, oh. but it's just the routine of it. It's like, I got to get something. In, you know, I got to get it. It's, it's that morning, whatever. Yeah, but the Peloton's like running like, uh, I don't know if you ever ran like 5Ks or like races. Yeah. Yep. Uh, running running races is like the most humbling sport there is, right? And the Peloton's very similar. And I'm the, I'm a lunatic on there too. So like, I'll see like Betty from New Hartford, Connecticut in her 50s <laughs> is ahead of me. And I'm like, not not today, Betty. This is not happening. You are not beating me today in the stupid Funny you say that. I got away from those leaderboards very early on um, for that reason. Because I, I just found myself like I'm not here for some of these workouts sometimes. And uh, yeah. I kind of just put it off the side and, and, and do my own thing because I, I some, can't. some lady in the UK at 2.30 in the morning is just killing it. And I'm like, what is yeah. going on right now? You're not 60. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I uh, well, the other thing that's puzzling on the Peloton is I always do the resistance at the max. And then when I see people ahead of me, I'm like, there's no, like, do they have the resistance over the max? I don't see how anyone's beating me. Like, but it it's the same. Like, even when I ran races before my knee, like, I always tell this story, like, without a doubt, like, every time I would finish, someone would come up to me and be like, you're the first real man that finished this race. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what that means. And I'm not really sure. How to <laughs> I don't know how right, to right. Is that, that a compliment? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, is that a backhand compliment? What's going on? But like, I remember the first half marathon I ran. Uh, and I ran it in under two hours. And like old ladies were like sprinting past me. And I was like, what in the hell is going on right now? Like, yep. So, uh, God. Yeah. That was uh, the first half I ran was really bad. It finished on, uh, and it was at William and Mary in Virginia that was the last quarter mile was on the track oh. and uh you know and it's it's a half marathon so like the, the end is like the last place you want to really be sprinting and that track i i sprinted around people and i remember i just was dry heaving at the finish line for like 30 minutes <laughs> my wife was just like what is That's wrong with you? she's like what's wrong with you and i was like i, I don't wrong, know baby. i'm like i see people in front of me and i just can't let them like beat me i don't know what is wrong with me anyways yeah, so back, yeah. to, back to what i was saying so the three months i was here i see this guy in the gym all day every day like uh and he's either like working out um lifting weights or shooting and i see him shooting for like an hour or two and this guy doesn't miss 
like, and there, you know, there's a professional team that was staying here. They left and I would see this guy. So finally the other day, I finally got the opportunity to go up to him. And I was like, Hey man, I just, I was just, I was like, I told him, I was like, I, I appreciate you. I'm at the gym all the time. I see you. I'm like, and you're like the hardest worker in this gym. And I appreciate you grinding like that every day, you know? And, uh, and he's a Filipino guy, but then he spoke perfect English. I was like, where are you from? He's like, Oh, I'm from New Jersey. Um, I grew up in New Jersey. He's like, I, I'm playing professionally here. He's like, I really appreciate that. And I was like, nah, I was like, I, I was like, what's your Instagram? So his Instagram's, uh, Pat Jamison seven, uh, his name's Patrick Acosta Jamison. And, uh, he plays professionally here, but I was just like, dude, I appreciate the work. You know what I mean? And I, and I think that's important too. Like you see someone grinding, like there's nothing wrong with telling someone like, yo, I, I see you. You know what I mean? I think. Yeah. Cool. I've, I've commented to a few people, even though I don't have the card knowledge, I can see the hustle that's going on. I see the grind. You're up early. You're doing your thing. I know what it has to take to be on your phone. And I've commented like, Hey, I know a grind and I know a hustle. I'm like, I might not know cards, but I like what you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah 100%. Just staying, staying down, doing the research. Um, and that's one of the things I prided myself coming in on was, yeah, I'll answer some questions, but I wasn't looking for, and, and I don't mean cards, just handouts. I enjoy the research. I enjoy putting in the work. Um, the one thing I was most nervous about this today was, what am I researching? What am I putting in the work for? You know what I mean? Because it was so right. short, quick. But I, I knew because we've said, I've told you before, it's like, I feel like we're cut from the same cloth, you know, uh, without meeting you ever before. And I, I had a feeling it was just going to jump on here and kick it, you know what I mean? As if it was right. a buddy I hadn't seen in 10 years. My wife right. gets a kick out of that. She's like, you haven't talked to the guy, guy in 15 years. You know, and next thing you know, you're on the phone. I'm like, that's just how it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. When yeah, friends yeah. are family, yeah, and that's how you've stated that too before. Like for me, my friend group and their families like that's that's my family um i grew up uh with a a single mom we moved actually from new jersey down here so like my mom my grandmother for the most part and those teens and kids that i've grown up now after 30 something years like this is this is my family right here um and it just gets bigger with coaching now that's for sure and 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 other kids and, and their family so yeah it's uh yeah, I'm, I'm the same way, you know, like I have family, um, like my parents have brothers and sisters, I have cousins and stuff, but just by the pure nature of like my dad's military career, like we moved around so much, like to me, family was always like my brother, my parents, and then like, I just never saw extended family and never, and they never reached out and talked to us either. Right. So it was like, to me, I, my wife says I'm an asshole and maybe I am, but like, for me, it's just like, I don't have a relationship with a lot of those people, the extended family part. So Same I, here. I, yep. I don't, I don't know them from the next person walking down the street really. Right. And they never made an effort in my life. So for me, it's like, I just, if I call you a friend, it's very important to me. Um, to the point where like you could show up at my house and be like, I don't have anywhere to stay. And I'm like, Oh, well, the guest room's right there. The keys over yep. here, like, do what you got to do. I don't, it's fine with me, you know, but it, but at the same token, I'm, it's hard for me to have, like, let someone break through and be in that circle just because it's not, I don't think I have trust issues. I just, 
I like to keep my circle tight. You know what I mean? Tight, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. My wife and I and, and our, our group chat will joke, you know, um, now when a kid gets into school and, and you've went through it, um, you know, parent dynamics start to change. They're on teams, you know, and you're hanging out with different groups and whatever. Yep. And it's like, you know, I'm still just no new friends for the most part, unless yep. if it like some people you just connect and it feels like a brother. And for the most part, yeah. that's not happening. Um, but yeah, no attempt from outer, you're going to find family within. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's that circle. It's funny. You said that we, we had that topic with uh, what we to- talked about earlier with, with the kid we're kind of mentoring. It's like more than ever, you know, your circle, yeah. what's in that. And that's, what's important. You know? Yeah. I, I think for me, like uh, people would probably get offended if like I went down the list of people that were like, Oh no, you're my friend or you're just an acquaintance, you know, because it's never, I don't talk about it, but like my wife knows, you know what I mean? Like, um, if she were to be like, is this person your friend or an acquaintance? And I'm like, Oh, they're just an acquaintance or they're just a friend, you know, like, or they, if I say they're a friend, it's important to me. But like, to me, it's like, even if we were just acquaintances, it's fine. Like I would still like, if you hit me up and you're like, Hey, you want to go get a beer and watch the game? Or you want to go like, yeah, of course, you know, it doesn't mean like, it's, to me, it's not a negative thing, but I could see how people would see that in a negative yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just, I don't know. It's just how I'm, I'm wired, you know? Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> but to me, though, like if, and like I was saying, like if you're a friend of mine, it's no different than family. I don't think, like to me, blood doesn't matter, you know? It doesn't matter at all. Um, yeah. So, but that's that's just me and, and my situation growing up, how I did. So, because um, that, I and that's what. I respect that for sure. Well, and it's like, you know, I was telling my wife, it's like, it's crazy because you have someone like Brandon and he comes up every show and it's not, but like, I talk to him daily, right? I don't even talk to my brother daily. Yeah. And uh, so it's like, yeah, it's just, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Um, you're saying that you're, so you found the podcast through your brother-in-law. Is that right? Yes. A lot of um, serendipity is happening with me by chance so um i found the podcast from my brother-in-law i guess that was april spring break we usually go away with my my brother-in-law's in tampa um and small world his wife went to school with brandon's wife um okay and then by chance uh, i went to my first collector con show in uh, the end of 2021 with my brother-in-law um Met some people there, and again, serendipity led me to Lane, uh, Layton's, um, in a VIP room with them, and really just hanging out and just taking it all in. Um, right. I actually joked with Drew Collect uh, the other day. I was like, you know, I don't even think Don knows, but I happened to be at a lunch with Fryer, with uh, Bagels and Wax, with Brandon, with a guy named Adam, um, all because my brother-in-law, but... If you ask those guys, they probably couldn't pick me out of lineup like Kaiser Sose, you know what I mean? Because uh, I've literally just sat behind, try to take things in. Um, then you fast forward to the spring break, like I was alluding to. Um, for collector con until spring break of 2022, I basically sat because it was a very busy time for my wife, grad day, graduation, senior stuff, all kinds right. of things. So pretty much, I didn't know things were behind in production while everything shut down for a year and a half. I didn't, I stayed coaching, I stayed working. So, and then not really being engaged in cards and the following other than my local radio station and just knowing the boom happening. Um, 
I, I didn't do anything. So I, I basically left Tampa looking for a soccer release and the Metal Marvel Universe release and coming home every day looking at Cardboard Connection. All right, when's this coming? Only to find out, like, hey, things haven't been produced. They're way, way behind. Um, now, knowing what I know, no wonder why I couldn't find guys that already played right a year of football when i was walking around tampa that time and there was all these herbert cards and i'm just like what are these people paying and doing right now this kid has no body of work but it didn't dawn on me that like i couldn't find some of the kids that i knew only in very early on products so now after learning i realized like i wonder why i couldn't find those guys the products weren't out there well what hurt for me is had i wanted to make some plays and i'm not in this for flipping i'm in this truly for collecting for my wife and my son and the experiences. Um, I would have made some plays on some guys, but it's like, how do you make the play when they've already played? You know what I mean? So right, it was right, interesting. Right. My, my, my first football break happened to be through one of one. Um, who I love their content. They cracking me up. Um, but it was much like a sneaker release, which I didn't want to deal with. It happened to be prison football. And at the time I didn't know about alerts. I didn't do anything. So I'm like, I just want to see product in hand. You know what I mean? And I want to know why these guys have already played, but they're coming on a checklist as a rookie. So some of the hardest things I deal with is checklist. You know what I mean? Um, Where to go. They're changing. I didn't know any of that. So uh, they, it was, I'm assuming who was Steve or whoever's running their one-on-one was like, Oh yeah. You know, they're behind a year and a half (laughs) on printing the cards. And I'm like, I guess that makes sense. I've just been hearing all the talk, assuming things have been going on. You know what I mean? Well, that's just everybody pulling stuff out from sitting around for a year and a half. You know, I I didn't, I had no idea. So it was like, now I'm sitting, it's like, I'm waiting for releases. I don't know anything. I'm following Layton's and I'm following Brandon pretty much. And my brother-in-law who's not interested and I love it, interested in flipping content, anything. He's strictly a lover of cards. And I feel like I've kind of pushed him because people are telling me how great his collection is. Well, I'm so new, I can't even appreciate it. Right. And I don't get to see it because he's in Tampa. So I'm like, dude, pump these things out. Like, I just sat at a table in Nationals. You walked away, and these guys are like, you know, he's one of the biggest sleeper color collectors out there. And now I understand right. that. You know what I mean? So, like, put it out there. Um, but, yeah, so long story short, it's like I spent two and a half months waiting for a release that Road to Guitar. I finally get it. Turns out that was a giant set. So between basically now – like right now in time where I was this busy until spring break, which comes around April and Easter in the Catholic calendar. That's we run it with my wife teaching at Catholic school. I did right. nothing. I was just like, I was on YouTube, but not on YouTube because the stubborn me was like, I'm, I'm not going to be subscribing to YouTube, anything just like right. I, I told you previously, I'm not purchasing from Amazon. It's just, it's routine. I'm brick and mortar. So um, that kind of set me back, but it was just like learning the acronyms. I had no idea what a HTA was. I had no idea what a blaster, a serial. I had nothing. You know, it was right. just like straight grind, get home. And literally in May and April, it's it's football, it's spring football. And my wife's pretty much done with seniors. So like I get to come home, my son's baseball is done or football. And I was like, all right, on, here we go. Here we go. And we'll, what I didn't know was, that collector con in Tampa was like, I guess the start of whatnot. Like I kind of got in there too and was like kind of just sitting to learn. But again, much like eBay, you don't have that personal experience. And like, 
I can't look at a card and know if it's any good. And again, I'm not seeing anything that I wanted a PC. I have no PC. Like I'm coming right. in with nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't have the PC so, right now either. It's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have I have some PC items now. You know what I mean? But yeah. they're for my son and my kid. But it was like I was literally just like wasting time. Um, to the point where I, I told Eric at um Insta Trading, I'm like, at one point I was like, I kind of feel bad at the time I'm spending. But like, if I don't jump in, when do I ever start? My brother-in-law will be like, well, you got to figure out who do you collect? What do you collect? I'm like, I have right. no damn idea. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. What a, so were, were you at the collector cons I was at? Because I went to two of them. So it turns out, I think there was one prior to the one I went into December that you apparently were at. Because I found out at that one, the people who were running the first one weren't running the second, just from talking to some people. Yeah. So I was just like, all right, I clearly one went on before me. I think it was November, maybe before that. So yeah, I was at CollectorCon, CollectorCon 2, where I guess whatnot was really big there. There was all kinds of breaking going on. Um, and for me, I can go somewhere and, and veer off by myself. So I was right. in there just working the room. And even though I wasn't buying, it was stated on your podcast once before, like if you're a sports fan or a lover, it's like being at a museum for the most part. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I caught myself in Atlantic City at, and that was only my second show this national where like, I'm looking at a karate kid, Daniel Macchio, you know, Ralph Macchio, <laughs> and I'm like, this is amazing. And contemplating right. buying it. And I'm like, yeah, get the hell out of here. What are you doing? <laughs> you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So yeah. I, and, and then the connections, like what I've really liked about collecting so far is going somewhere talking shooting the shit with somebody there's a lot of sports knowledge there's a lot of collecting knowledge obviously um i always thought it was just cards like i didn't know that lego was considered collecting so like we've branched into that now so like i kind of finally know what i'm collecting personally we don't i don't know who i am collecting i know what i'm collecting for my wife and my son right. good products um good things by good people have told me stuff luckily yeah. you know what i mean yeah it's a you know there's been like it's been such a shift like the last couple of years with the boom the prices and then like i say it all the time like i'm just i'm not a fan right now of like the card companies or even like a lot of the lcs's just because it's like it's all money grab you know what i mean so i think if you yeah. can find if you can find stuff that you like and you want to rip like with your son then that's that's awesome it's hard to like invest in anything right now just because the box prices are still high so like if you are doing it for that sole purpose it's hard to like uh get a return for your money if you're just ripping stuff for fun and that's what like for me god i don't remember the last hobby box of anything i ripped maybe it was like i'm actually probably like tops flagship like the paper you know like series one or two that's probably like the last thing i bought and ripped because it's like 70 bucks and you get some rookies and it's fun but yeah I, yeah it's been tough man i don't know like and it's hard like coming right into it trying to figure out what you like and what you don't i mean because the last thing you want to do is just waste money right it's fun to rip and yeah I think, yeah, yeah. I think you're right though like uh going to your local card shop like and just getting a pack or like buying a couple of packs or a small box is fun, especially with your kids. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Um, I haven't had a chance to actually post about it or anything, but in the last few weeks, we did that for the first time. Um, he opened up his first box, went to the store. It was a, it was a great, great time. Um, and I'm glad I had waited and put in the work, especially with the Pokemon. I didn't grow up with any of that. So like 
I wasn't in a rush to open up anything I have. I have some sealed boxes, um, but it was cool to take them after a soccer game, go open some boxes, and it like he has watched me with what has come in in the mail, like take pride in it, put it away. So like, I'm glad I didn't rush because it was like the perfect timing. We opened up our first Pokemon Arceus yeah. box. He now knows the characters, you know, and that's what I was looking for. Like, I'm not buying stuff just to rip it. Oh man, do we have a flipper here? And then like, we also want to play. I want to play the TCG game with them. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, right. I want to know about the series. Um, the One Piece. Um, you did call it One Punch with Neon I Man. Did. Your, your well, boy yeah. might get on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I caught know. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I was just in my mind, it's like all this anime. So, like, One Punch is an anime, but yeah. Oh, well, movies. there you go. Yeah. 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 That's funny. Um, I was wondering who's going to call me out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad I waited. So, I had that experience. And for me, it's like, uh, I guess it was Adriana OG. It's like, what are we doing to bring people into the hobby? That was a great episode, you know, right there. And like, my thought was, I have friends, uh, they have kids, everyone's coming for this. So like, it's a grown man ass game. Who's going to take the leap of faith? Who's going to put in the work? I'll do right. it because what I'm not going to let happen is friends of mine come in and have a bad experience, waste their dough. You know what I mean? Like I can at least now tell friends of mine, Hey, this is a product you want to look after. You don't want to open a hobby box. If you do right. open a hobby box, maybe this don't get a blaster box, you know? Um, not to bring up my brother-in-law again, though, the first hobby box that I've opened since those Road to Guitars were with him this weekend for his 40th. So he has no wrestling in his PC, which I found out. I don't think he has any Panini products. Maybe. He might have some Panini products. Yeah. Autos. He likes clean stuff. Um, but I got him. Shout out to Apocalypse Cards, who I reached out to, told me products are coming, referred to, and he's like, this will be a good box to open value-wise. And we had a great experience. We had a Cody Rhodes auto for his first card. It was a redemption that my son opened the pack. Like, nice. and that's what I'm looking for is like that engagement, bringing the kids in and fun like that. Um, right, right. Bringing other girls in. Like my wife is very big into um, the, the pop culture shows. I guess yep. they're called game of Thrones, stuff like that. Um, so like, if there's products like that coming, I'm all for that. If we're going to have fun, open it. And it's right. at a valuable, you know what I mean? At, at a price mm -hmm. point, because uh, I don't mind throwing money out there. I don't have indispensable income, but I just want to know that I'm putting my money into good stuff. You know what I mean? Kind yeah. of look how I looked at when I bought a ring. You know, I'm going to sacrifice cut size and clarity for something that's much more valuable. It's not about the size. It's about <laughs> the, the actual value in that stone for me. Right, and that's right. kind of how I look at with anything, you know? buying shoes yeah. um <laughs> no but you know you're right though it's it's uh and that's where it's tough right like you've been I, at least i've been hearing that a lot right through social media through these brands where it's like well how do we keep the kids in how do we keep the kid well you keep the kids in by not charging twelve hundred dollars for a prison box right because like exactly uh, i'm not buying my son a box of cards for 1200 bucks you know and that's, i'm not buying myself one <laughs> no i'm not either yeah. At all and that's where it's like even um and like you said for me like uh my most enjoyable hobby moment the last couple of years is just opening pokemon etb with my son and my daughter right my kids are older like you know my son's 19 
my middle son is 19. My youngest, she's 17, but like we opened ETB boxes one night and they both pulled the Charizard, which was amazing. And then we graded it and they got BGS 10. So we were like, you know, but that was like my son, he is like a Pokemon kid, the middle one. And he was like my whole life, which a whole 19 years of it. He's like, I've never, I've never gotten a Charizard. I cannot believe I just opened it. Great moment, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But those, you know, and those are like affordable moments yeah um, exactly yep yeah yeah, yeah. which yeah. is which is even nicer so another cool moment that uh happened similar the same weekend um and it goes along with the kids and bringing people in is uh over the summer i was in oregon and my best friend who's my son's godfather he's not into cards you know and not that he's not into it he just didn't collect growing up much like right. me um he's been listening to it we're in the same group chats even though he's in oregon um he knows the boom that was going on but i got there and i call him my nephew you know and he's like uh he's uh i guess seventh grade now sixth grade basketball so he's into the cards and he's like oh yeah parker's in the cards well let's bust him out you know what i mean we go looking through them and I take them to his local LCS, which happens to be Hoodie Collectibles, um, which is a great spot. If you're ever in Beaverton, cool spot right outside the Nike campus is Hoodie's Collectibles. Um, but I brought them in and I, and I was able to break it down to him what an SGC slab is, you know, what you want to look for and stuff like right. that. And at the time, I wasn't expecting it. I just bought him his first slab real quick. Dame Lillard, they're Portland fans. All right, look, here you have a seven. You know what I mean? This is why a 10 is this much money. So back to what I was saying, I get a call from his mom and a picture. They're in hoodies. Group of kids. He now has his friends in there. He's got his own local LCS, and he sends me a picture when he gets home. He got himself a PSA 10, so clearly it's resonated. Like, And I know he didn't spend a lot, but he's like, it's sitting yeah. there, and like, all right, I got them. You know what I mean? And like, I feel like they're in a good spot now. Now – who are we going to get next? Let's keep them coming. But right. it's tough. At, it's tough at those prices. Um, and if you don't know with how many products that are just firing out, like I have yep. to ask sometimes, I'm like, does this product exist last year? You know what I mean? For me, I've kind of just stuck to baseball. Yeah. Just to kind of learn the products. But I'll, I'm like, eh, I'm coming up on a year of being in collecting. I don't recall that one. I mean, no, they're still yeah, right, firing right. them out. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I don't want I don't any of those products. And I don't know if you saw, but like Tops, I guess this week they had their industry summit and they announced like a bunch of products that they're not doing next year. Or I did see that. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. It, that yeah, was good to see, actually. Uh, yeah. Somebody knew, like now knowing what I know, is like good for you guys. Um, fun fact: <laughs> I just found out Tops is located here in Fort Lauderdale. Like yep. literally before I jumped on with you. Yeah, the they. Guy I, posted, think they have a, I think a printing whatever thing there, and then they're in New York too. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I would have never expected that. But a guy posted on a story something about our all the wits being uh, shipped, and he put the address on there. And I'm like, dude, that's like right around the corner. <laughs> like, with are you serious? He's like, tops. I, like, I would have never expected that in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. But you yeah, never know anything here. There's a couple companies down there. I mean, like CSG is down there. Um, did, you, did you lose me? I could, I cannot. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear me, but I cannot hear you. Oh, it says muted. wonder why. That's weird. 
hear me? Oh, it says your mic isn't connected. It's going to be one of those moments where I say I'm going to edit this out and probably not going to edit it out. <laughs> Did your AirPods die? Uh oh. Yeah, yeah, no, you're good. Can you can you hear me though? Yeah. So if you look, it says that your mic's muted. So I don't know if maybe you need to connect the laptop mic, but uh, yeah, it's all good. I don't know where your uh, mic settings are, but like I tried to unmute you from here, but it says you don't have a mic. Oh, that's interesting. There's uh, three dots over your head. And when I click on it, it says kick from studio, ban from studio. We're not banning anybody today. Oh, you got it? Yep, there you go. There you go. I needed my tech settings at the bottom. <laughs> I knew it wasn't going to go off fully without a hitch, that's for sure. No, nah, it's all good. Um, where were we? I was talking that whole time. <laughs> um. Did I lose you again? No. I'm trying to connect the AirPods again. Uh, well, if you don't got them, it's okay. Um, Let's just go regular mic if you can hear me. Yeah, yeah I can hear you. Oh, yeah, perfect. You go regular mic. Well, yeah. Um, no. Oh, so I was saying like CSG is down there too in South Florida. Um, they're a card grading company, but more importantly, they're a comic book grading company. I don't know how they're doing. They're really big for like... Uh, comic books that's like yes. at least that's my i, I now yeah. know what that is yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah, i found yeah. out that sgc is up in boca um which i found interesting yeah uh you know I, I was really rooting for those other companies for grading and it just now i'm fully against all of them <laughs> so, so me personally um my opinion um on the companies now as an owner of all three and it maybe it's just the nostalgia um i personally i like the beckett's lab that's one thing yep. my brother-in-law kind of would always tell me like well you know you got to see which one you like um right. maybe it's just the og aspect of like seeing those when i was a kid um yep. i do prefer nice square lines boxes it looks clean to me um so like I'm more likely to buy a slab that way. I've never graded anything moving forward. Um, I definitely understand now the value, you know, if you're something slabbed in a PSA, it's probably going to have more value than currently, you know what I mean? On eBay right. with comps. Um, but for me, I moving forward, if I'm to grade or buy something, I'm looking for Beckett personally. Um, yeah. I just, it's all about eye appeal with anything for me. That's how it's always been. It starts with eye appeal, whether it's sneakers or anything, you know what I mean? How does right. it look? And now yeah. that I'm an owner of everything and, and that was part of the research, uh, jumping in, it's like, okay, now I know what I, I like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, I mean, and that's for me, like, uh, like I was saying, I was rooting for one of those other companies to kind of slide in there and SGC has done great and they've always been great with, with like vintage stuff. I'm, I'm not an SGC guy, and, and part of the problem is, and unfortunately, it's just gone this way, is like there's no forced multiplier, right, like with a PSA 10. And then even like I prefer Beckett BGS, or not Beckett BGS, I prefer Beckett as well. Um, but it's like the forced multiplier is still there, but it's still 
like for a while there, a PSA nine and a BGS nine five were like right there. Um, so if you're looking at it from like, it's not just PC and you might move down, move it down the line, then it's like, you'd rather just have the PSA 10 because for whatever reason, that's what people want. Um, yeah. but yeah, I've, I'm not like, I'm not interested in SGC at all. And that's what, and it's funny because like what you see online, as far as people selling or moving is totally different at a show. Um, and, and my litmus test for that is a couple of the people in the group is I'm just like, Hey, do you guys see SGC slabs moving? And they're like, no, no. Yeah. So that's, that's where it makes it tough. At least for the modern stuff, right. The newer yeah. baseball stuff, right. Like vintage, it'll always move, but that's, that's like different. Not too many people, like people are into vintage heavy, but, um, not everybody. I mean, you talk about prices that are out of this world for the vintage stuff, but yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's very sure. like, like talking to Bill on the gem mint one, like I had no idea Mickey Mantle prices were that high, even for yeah, like, I, I only knew because I was able to be in Atlantic city for this year, but like, I was right. had I not seen that and, and like what was going on. Um, I would have had no idea, but yeah, yeah. that's a guy that like, a goat that's been around that you can understand a price wise. Like you were talking with neon, man, like how are we paying Luca and job prices when Mahomes, LeBron and whatever are down? Like, and that's kind of one of the things I came in on. I was like, I, I like some of these QBs that these people are buying, but there's no body of work. I, maybe that's just the football fan right. here. Um, one of the things I don't like is uh, how Sports Center seems to make somebody popular. You know what I mean? Here, as uh, a Marlins fan, and I'm going to raise my son as a Marlins fan, even though they weren't around when I was younger, um, I can't get behind Jazz if I'm running an organization as like my my face, my main piece. You know what I mean? Um, right. I just too much baseball. Do I think he could get there? That's great. But then when it comes to the market, like oh, I'm on the cover and next thing you know, like, you know what I mean? It's like, I, yeah, I don't, I, I like jazz. I like uh, how it affects the, the trends, but that's, that's how it goes. You know what I mean? And maybe if I was a flipper, I'd understand a little bit more, but um, for me, uh, I mean, I'm holding a jazz actually, like, I guess it's called the true gold when they're at a 50. Um, yeah. I actually have it right here from Insta, but like, so I guess this card would be pricey, you know what I mean? And yeah, but, but and that's auto, right? Time, yeah, it's auto. Um, at the same time, it's like, how can that guy be that much money? Like when I when it first was pulled, someone told me they would give me six hundred bucks for it. I'm like, that guy hasn't done anything. He's, he's injured right now. Well, like, what's right. Going on? And, that, and that's like, the crazy. That's the crazy part is like I I didn't think Jazz like because he got hurt, like you said. Um, I know he's popular, but I didn't think he was in the stratosphere of being on the cover of the show. The yeah, video. yeah, yeah. Agreed. That, that took me completely. Like, I was like, last year was Shohei, and then this year you guys have Jazz. What is going on? I mean, on? kudos. I think I see what MLB is trying to do. You know what I mean? They got to engage. Um, I definitely am interested to see when I get to a game, you know, hopefully at opening day or that weekend, like how fast plays because I love baseball. You know, I don't want to yeah. see it. I don't want to see it fall behind. I don't want to have to see it move to TikTok in the way the NBA product is, is consumed. You know what I mean? Um, right, right. Smart play by the NBA if that's the way 
it's being consumed, then then so be it. You know what I mean? These short little increments. Um, but baseball, you you got to do something because you can't turn it into those short little increments. That's for sure. Well, but I, I mean, see we're going with them on the cover. <laughs> I mean, they're they're trying to move baseball in that way, right? Like the pitch clock thing's been big. Yeah, week. yeah. So locally, I listen to AM radio. Still a loyalist yep. to some some five sixty AM, and then luckily, I'm sure you heard of the Levitard show is produced yep. here. Um, I still look at that as local radio, the way they pump yep. their pods out. Um, so we get a good, good amount of baseball down here, which is, which is nice. Um, so I'm in tune with it. it we'll just, they're talking about on there. Like I hear the new numbers coming out, I guess pace of play has a game going down to like 234 right now, which is, which is good to hear. So I'm hearing good numbers, but again, I, I need to see it when, it's actual game time. You know what I mean? Like we heard right. you weren't going to let them out of the box three years ago and they enforced it in spring training. And then the season came, you know, Mookie Betts is out there who I love doing his batting gloves 47 times in his routine, you know, because it's season now it matters. So I'm interested, right. but I, I love some yeah. baseball. And actually the collecting's got me back into the love of baseball because now here's a new, a niche of guys that like are passionate about baseball, whether right. they're, numbers whether they're collecting um i appreciate some of the pictures that people take with their cards and like hats and and stuff like that yeah, it's almost like a work of right. art to me you know what i mean um, yeah I, I, just hope we don't I just i hope we don't look back at this time frame in baseball with the with the pitch clock and the and stuff going on in the batter box and think like that was really dumb for however many years they did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I get what they're trying to do, but at the same time, it's like, man, it, they're like messing with the game a little. Um, one, one thing I just want to circle back on, how old's your son? My son is six, and he turns in two weeks, actually. He's turned seven. So. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, that's actually uh, when you had bagels and wax on, that's another thing that resonated. So, like, he talked about his kid. About to be seven and like just the parenting aspect, the non-card about like, hey, dad, you know, just just order online. It's like, no, we're we're struggling with that dynamic. Hey, dad, talk to the remote. No, I'm typing it in when I search. Right. <laughs> you know, what I, mean? I don't need to talk to Alexa, stuff like that. Um, yeah, he turned seven in two weeks. Um, and that's probably Sorry. the most fun, most fun I have actually is being a dad. That's for sure. I, I love everything I do, but um, we have a lot of fun. That's for sure. I'll just give you one piece of advice. I raise my kids to be fans of all the teams I'm I'm a fan of. And throughout their like middle school teenage years, it never worked out. Like never worked out. They were always against me for whatever reason. <laughs> because it, like kids tend to like like players more than the teams, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you know, I'm a like I'm a diehard Orlando Magic fan. And when my son was in middle school like elementary middle school that was when lebron was with the heat so he was like all in with the heat and lebron and i was just like you're killing me like killing me That's um funny. but but like it comes back full circle so i guess if if your son decides he likes some other teams like right now my my middle my oldest son doesn't care for sports but my middle son he uh he's a full-on jags fan now which is nice because he never even would even want to watch football, let alone be a fan of the team. So really, um, yeah, it comes back full circle. And he played football, so it's like, I don't know. He's just he's like my dad, I guess. He just 
he likes to play sports, not necessarily watch sports, which that's fine too. I get it. So, but apparently with him, um, I'm, I'm trying to keep him innocent and as a kid as much, you know what I mean? Where like sports was my life from the very beginning. So I want him in that, but like, as long as, and that's what I love about the Pokemon and TCG and stuff like that. It's like, I can keep them in sports, but then we can still feel young and still feel creative and the imagination right. and, and, and like the Legos, that's, that's what I really like about the aspect of that. That's for sure. Right. right. But it'll be a while before we push teams and, my whole philosophy on especially with football it's like it's hard to root for a team and not a player anymore you know multiple teams it's it's rooting for a guy to do well you know what i mean um it's i can't even do fantasy football really much anymore because let's use the jags for example that that jags game where they came back you know um how am i gonna root for T law to be burning a guy that I coach, you know what I mean? Like I can't do right, it right, 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 right. because of my fantasy team. You know what I mean? Like now yeah. I, I'm sitting back, I'm enjoying greatness. And that's probably the approach I'm going to take with him is like, don't be one of those crazy fanatics. You know what I mean? Um, you can be a fan of a team, you know, which you, you were a team. You told your sons, you have a team or not, you know what I mean? But you weren't some of these guys that are, I, I can guarantee you know, calling up W the fan and whatever, and really, and like, this is life and this guy's got to go, you know what I mean? Yeah, I just yeah. enjoy and, and find his fandom. And I have a feeling it'll be players if he really enjoys sports early on, like we were, you know what I mean? I was a Bulls fan because of MJ. I was yep. a Ravens fan because of Bo, you know what I mean? I was a Royals yeah, yeah. fan because of Bo. Graves because of Dion, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, no. It's, yeah, when I was a kid, I was the same way, and I've said it before. Like I'm, I was fans of teams because of players. You know what I mean? Or, or because uh, um, Ice Cube and Dr. Dre were wearing. You know, like I, I have no business being a Kings fan, but I was a Kings fan because it was like everything black and silver, right? But that was when I was a kid. Um, but yeah, it's uh oh man, we've been on for like over an hour. It's been awesome. Is there is there anything you want to talk about or go over that maybe we didn't hit on? Not really. I mean, I actually I'm kind of pumped we made it through without talking about cards, which isn't my expertise. <laughs> so like that was kind of uh the biggest stress I had. Um but yeah, it was actually it's great to to have this face-to-face interaction. Um if there's one thing that I, I do enjoy is about collecting is the face-to-face interaction, like I told you. And um, one of my main things of like going to Atlantic City for that convention was not for cards, was like going to the hot corner, meeting yeah. trees, collectibles, um, Frankenstein, I broke with uh, RBI crew, all these, all these people that again, could probably never pick me out, but it was like, I'm gonna go there, see what they're about. They've took their time for me. Um, so yeah. Other than that, I mean, I'm kind of glad he didn't really ask me any card stuff. <laughs> I was expecting some barbecue stuff, but I'm glad we could kind of turn sideways and, and, and do it a little bit different. That's for sure. There's always next time for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. And that's, what, and that's what I always say. Like any, anyone can come on the podcast. I don't care. I'm just, I'm just here for the conversation, not to uh, give investment knowledge or uh, talk about anything specific. I just like having a good conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, No, I appreciate you. Thanks for coming on. Um, And whenever you're ready, let's come back on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
Well, I don't know if you want to put a date on it. And I, like, when are you back in the States? Do you have any shows? Uh, summertime. Because, I'll be back in the summer. Yeah. All right. Are you planning on making that AC trip? Uh, I mean, the Nationals. Now it's in Chicago, right? The, the plan is to go. Um, I'm I'm weird when it comes to card shows. Like, I, I can go for a day, but, like, I'm not interested in going multiple days. Like, so I, I've never been to Chicago. So the plan is hopefully uh, my, wife, my wife will come with. I'll go to the show for a day. I don't know if she'll go. She'll probably go with me if it's just a day. And then, uh, and then I want to experience Chicago, like go to a Cubs game. Uh, That's where get, I was going with that. Yeah, get, get an Italian beef sandwich, like you know, do stuff in Chicago. I think exactly. that giant, I think the giant uh, silver pinto bean is there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I'd rather do that than um, sit around the card show. If uh, if things work out the way I want them to, hopefully I'll get like a Jordan rookie that's like a PSA one, you know, and then yeah, uh, yeah. It, it would be a perfect trip for me, but we'll see what happens. So yeah, it's, yeah. I find it's one thing to like want that. And if I was by myself, I would buy it. Right. It's a whole nother ball game. If my wife's standing there next to me and I'm like, I'm going to drop two grand on a, on a basketball card. And she's looking at me and it's like, uh, you know, and then you start having yeah. second thoughts about stuff. So, but yeah, uh, the plan is to go, but we'll see where, where I'm at with, uh, life and everything yeah. else well, if there's any any point um when you're back in the states if you're at any show or, or doing anything i mean you went to that yankee game there with the relationship and the way i do things i would have possibly showed up at that game you know what i mean so when you're back in the states if i could see you at a card show or somewhere let's link up and you know what oh, i mean um, I'm, I'm gonna be in florida permanently so yeah after, i know i, I didn't want to put it out there and, yeah, yeah no no after the summer i'm I'll I'll be back home permanently, so for the first time in a long time. So uh, we'll we'll definitely cross paths for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm gonna keep reaching out because uh, I've said it before. I'm not gonna leave the hand that feeds me. That's for sure. <laughs> well, John, I, I appreciate you. I hope you have a, a good night. Um, I will. You have a great day because it yeah. is Friday. <laughs> I'm gonna hit the gym before work, so I still got. Time. I like your style. All right, man. Take care. Right, have a good man. night. Have a good one. You too. Wax for the win. <laughs> Let's see. thanks for listening to the break of wax podcast please if you enjoyed it share it um, send the link out put it on your story i welcome all feedback and comments send me a message let me know what you're thinking about what you want to talk about and if you want to be a guest on the show I answer all my DMs. I think it's weird when people don't. That's another story for another day. Again, thank you for listening. I appreciate the support and all the love. Peace.